your leading independent bank with locations in Waco, Temple, and Austin. Additional sponsors include Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram, Cooper Complete, Heritage Creamery, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, and Craig Cherry of the law firm Steckler Wayne Cochran Cherry. And now, ladies and gentlemen, here's Matt Mosley. Audience Matt Mosley. Hello, Central Texas. Hello, Austin. Hello, Dallas and Houston. All the people that uh, stream us all the time. We really appreciate it and um, could not do it without all of you. And uh, could not do it without our presenting sponsor, Central National Bank. Thank you, Joe Nesbitt, Tom Nesbitt, the whole crew. And, of course, Brian Fonville, Executive Vice President, Head of Graphics, Head of the uh, Graphic Design Department there. Very, very talented. And um, I believe uh, Aaron Sexton is uh, with us as always. Aaron, I believe we'll have a uh, graphic of Chip Brown, our 340 guest today. You know, I, I've had a lot of people approach me recently and said, hey, love. Um, in fact, my buddy Daniel the other day was saying, love those 340 guests. You know, I've never been someone who I just love doing radio, and I never have thought you have to have guests on every day. But you know what? We've had some really fun ones and good ones on at 340. Today, our 340 guest, Aaron, is the guy. He's a longtime friend of mine. We used to work together at the Dallas Morning News, and he broke the news that Hudson Card was the, um, was the starting quarterback for UT on Saturday. Okay, over Casey Thompson for the Longhorns. And so he had that breaking news. He has a lot to say on expansion. He will join us at 340 today. All right, at 320, we're going to talk a little Baylor. Um, Aaron's got some, uh, we want to hear a little bit from uh, Coach Aranda. And then Aaron and I are going to dive into what's going on with college football right now. Do you like the lack of parity, are you okay with Alabama or Clemson or OU or Ohio State basically being the team every single year? We've got some numbers. There's a story that was done that uh, really fascinating stuff. And uh, this was, I think, SI did this. And um, so uh, just some exciting some exciting things to, to share with you. And, and I, I want to get your take on it. I mean, if you want to call us or, or weigh in on the text, the uh, CNC Collision Center text line, you can do that. Do you, are, you, are you sick of the same teams winning it every year? Would you love to see, you know, for a little bit, Oregon under Chip Kelly, Baylor under Art Bryles? There have been moments when other schools jump up there and compete at the top for a little bit. Looked like Baylor was maybe going to do it under Matt Rule. That one season they, they kind of did. They hung in there, were close to the playoff, didn't quite make it. But for the most part, it's four schools who do it every year. At 320, we'll, we'll kind of talk about that a little bit, and, uh, and, and we'll, uh, we'll go over that and, and visit a little bit about, uh, about that. But, uh, Aaron, even though it happened earlier today, earlier this morning, it was really big news when it broke. So, Aaron, while I'm talking, will you hunt down the breaking news sounder, that button, as you continue to familiarize yourself with the, um, you know, your old things have changed since you were with us all those years ago, you and Tom and Butch and the gang. Um, Aaron. 
hadn't changed that much, I don't guess. Aaron was able to find it. The breaking news sounder. Today's big breaking news is that there's a lot of cuts across the NFL. And we'll we'll kind of hit on what the Cowboys did. And we'll and, and and there's several things that they did which are kind of interesting. But the, the big news today was the release of Cam Newton with the New England Patriots. I mean, on draft night even. Bill Belichick said Cam Newton was their starting quarterback. Well, Mac Jones came in there. By the way, Mac Jones has been on ESPN Central Texas. Um, Glenn Stretch-Smith had him on and uh, has gone up there and visited with him uh, in Tuscaloosa before. But uh, he was on this very this very station on Glenn Stretch-Smith. In fact, in this, this same hour at one point, he is now the starting quarterback for the New England Patriots. And people are wondering, whoa, whoa, how did this happen? Man, that happened in a hurry. Well, for for various reasons this happened. I think Mac Jones started taking a lot of the snaps. He got a lot of the play. Aaron, I don't want to shock you, but guess what? Other teams, and Bill Belichick may be the greatest coach of all time. In fact, I think he is in, in the NFL, maybe, maybe all time in football. He seems to think that reps – in preseason are important. Isn't that shocking? Cowboys. What a novel concept. (laughs) They didn't want Dak Prescott anywhere near that field. I'd like you to look, uh, Aaron, you don't have to come up with it immediately, but when you get a chance, take a peek at how many snaps that Mac Jones had in the preseason. I bet it was somewhere in the neighborhood of 80. I bet he got like 80 to 85 snaps. I mean, even Cam was out there getting snaps, but what happened to Cam? Cam ends up in the COVID protocols. Well, mate, you're like, maybe he got the deal and he got it anyway. You know, that happens to people these days. No, no. Cam did not get the um, the deal. And, again, we don't humiliate people. We don't try to – we don't come on this station telling everybody what they – don't be driving around thinking Mosley's telling us we ought to go get our vaccination. I'm not into all that, okay? But – if you play in the NFL, you can get cut for not being vaccinated. If you're out there and you're looking for a job and, and and you're about the similar skill level as someone that has been vaccinated, guess what? The guy who's been vaccinated is going to get the job. That even happens in the real world from time to time, I bet. But we're seeing it happen in the NFL. And so, Aaron, you were telling me that you were seeing various things on Twitter sort of suggesting – that maybe Cam not being vaccinated had something to do with this. Yeah, and I don't, you know, but I, the, you and I both follow a lot of the same people who are very knowledgeable of the NFL. You know, we follow the same NFL insiders and Mainly haven't, you haven't just seen need any. To follow me, right? Well, I mean, yeah. that's pretty much all you need. But <laughs> yes, there are other people. So, no confirmation from anybody that I really trust, but I mean, basically every other post. Or, or every other tweet, excuse me, uh, anytime someone tweets about the situation is basically saying, well, yeah, he got cut because he's he didn't get vaccinated and they don't want to take the chance on a outbreak from an unvaccinated player and forfeiting a game. There's been no confirmation of that by... Uh, yeah, uh, but, but you, I mean, I don't, it makes, it makes sense, sense Aaron. Yes, absolutely. It makes sense that the guy is sitting there and he had to miss 
a preseason game, and he had to go into the protocol. And he just came back the other night, was on the sideline. You saw that, trying to get a five with Mac Jones. Now, one of the things you kind of brought up with me, Aaron, off air was, well, I mean, this I think it surprised you. It surprised a lot of people, by the way. You aren't alone. But the fact that, hey, why wouldn't you let him be the backup? And my response to that would be, he's just not wired like that. Now, maybe at some point he'll have to. He'll have to, kind of like Jameis. I mean, Jameis had to go spend some time as a backup for Drew Brees. Maybe Cam will have to get his arms around that. But don't you think and don't you understand, Aaron, why that might have been an awkward situation with a rookie quarterback who's trying to get command of the team and then Cam, who's been an MVP in this league, still hanging around doing his thing. I with do. With some of the roster kind of probably still looking up to him to a certain you know, extent. I, I kind of see maybe while Belichick had to do this. I do, but I don't think Belichick would care. I honestly don't. I don't think he would care whether Cam is upset about not being the starter. I think he cares about having the best football team he can have, and I think Cam being the backup would be the best backup he could have, which kind of leads me more to believe it may have something to do with the vaccination thing. Uh, Well, it didn't help him. It didn't help Cam, but it also didn't help him that Mac came out and threw it all over the yard and played really well. It was great in practice, and that Hoyer. Did we, I, I might have read that quote the other day on the air. Um, did you see that, Aaron? Where Hoyer was just saying that he was unbelievable at processing stuff, and Hoyer was like, "When I was a rookie, there's no way I could have done that." Well, it also helps that who ha, who are best friends, Saban and Belichick, a match made in heaven, two very close coaches, two of the best coaches of all time at any level. Those two coaches are extremely close. And Saban and Belichick trust each other a great deal. And I think that's a big reason why Mac Jones ended up with the Patriots. Boy, this is going to be interesting. And uh, and I tell you what, maybe tomorrow or Thursday, remind me, Aaron, and we'll have Glenn Stretch-Smith on because Stretch knows Mac Jones, has worked with him a little bit, and in fact, got to meet him in person, and then, of course, had him on ESPN Central Texas. So we'll have Stretch on. He maybe he could catch up. Song. Now, see, um, see, Aaron, if you like my joke here. Now, so, I mean, I, I, some people didn't. Some people do. All right, I just put them out there. This was my tw- Twitter joke from earlier. I said, I think Cam Newton would give the Cowboys a shot in the arm. He just won't let them give him one. Aaron, that's not bad. I, I mean, it sounds like you're being very quiet about that joke. But that joke, on Twitter, has 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 kind of gotten some uh, gotten it's gotten a little groundswell of support out there. All right, so, Aaron, it sounds like you're not on board with that joke. But I think that joke, right now across Central Texas, people are laughing and slapping their knee. I. Uh... I just wish I had there was a couple there was a sound effect that came to mind that I just wish I could play <laughs> right now but find it I'm fine no, with that No 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 <laughs> like a rim shot or something yeah, Exactly exactly <laughs> exactly That's fine uh, let us know on the CNC Collision Center text line that's 254-662-1660 254-662-1660 the Mosley joke did you like it did you is did you approve um, 
and, and keep a, keep an eye on that, okay, Aaron? I, I you know that the the text line can distract me at times, but but you are not a distractible player. So I want you to keep your eye on that. In other NFL news involving the Cowboys, Darian Thompson got cut. Good player, good you know decent player I should say. I don't know if he's good player. Safety, one of their safeties, which means that they feel okay about these other safeties. Darian Thompson. They had had so much trouble last year at safety. I think Thompson was actually having to start for them. Darian Thompson was released by the Cowboys. These guys that get released could be brought back and put on the practice squad, okay? So you can kind of keep that in mind, if you will. What the Cowboys did at backup quarterback, in case you're just joining us or you didn't hear this this morning, or you're not on Twitter. If you're not on Twitter, your life's better for it. Just listen to this show. We'll catch you up on everything. I would not get... I, I had to get Aaron back on Twitter because we have to kind of keep up with everything. Aaron, is there anything going on over at Baylor today? Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on it. Um, but but the Cowboys have decided to go with Cooper Rush as their backup. Now, that could change at any minute. There could be somebody cut across the league, and they go, hmm, I like this guy, or I like that guy. So I, if I were Cooper Rush, I would not settle in. I would not get too comfortable in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. But right now, Cooper Rush is the backup quarterback. Garrett Gilbert has been released. Ben Danucci has been released. Ben Danucci famously started a game last year against the – who did he play against? It was, it was awful. Was it the Eagles? Somebody played against the Steelers, and the Cowboys almost beat them. I think that was Garrett Gilbert. But the Nooch came in, and it might have been against the Eagles, and it was it, it was an embarrassing performance. But the Nooch is no longer with the Cowboys. Aaron, what was your favorite Ben DiNucci moment with the Dallas Cowboys? If you had to look back right now on the DiNucci era, what was your favorite time? Oh, it would have had to have been that uh, three-interception masterpiece against uh, Jacksonville. Oh, no. Why he? I thought he had better moments than that. Oh, he, three, he did. Three. I'm sure, but there weren't many of them. He was you, not. That's a, your most memorable. He, he, I, yeah, oh, I hate, he he yeah. he just and it's it's nothing personal. But he was not an NFL quarterback. You yeah. know, he was close, but he's he just wasn't. You could tell he he was playing against third stringer, th- third string defensive players, and still throwing lots of picks and making lots yeah. of mistakes and not looking good. All right, we'll give you a rundown. I'll, we'll give you a rundown on all the Cowboys who've been cut so far. Today was the day that you needed to get down to 53. But as my, my buddy Todd Archer, of, of uh, my, we used to work at the Morning News together. He's with ESPN.com now. As he always says, don't get comfortable if you're at the bottom of the roster. Don't get comfortable. All right? That's what we say to people, Aaron, at Eminem Broadcasting. Don't get comfortable. You know why, Aaron? Because things happen. Things happen at Eminem Broadcasting, buddy. But you and I are going to get comfortable for the rest of this hour. All right? We're going to do that. Aaron, real quick, though, while we're talking NFL, since you're a huge fantasy football guy, mm-hmm. and, 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 Aaron, a lot of people have questions about your fantasy life. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Okay. no, That's no, a good I'm joke like, now, but, actually. I, but I, seriously, I, I'll give you credit for that one. Fantasy. No, the, hey, the <laughs> – the shot in the arm joke was a good one. That that <laughs> one you need to get, you need to get on board with that. Um, all right, Aaron. Real quick though, you've had now how many drafts have you been a part of? Fantasy football drafts. Have I've, you done well, two or just one? Oh, I, there's a thing called best ball where you just pick players and the highest 
the highest score at that at, at any of the players you have at that position is your score for that week. I've done probably about 50 of those. Uh, yeah, but but I'm talking about ones where you actually have for leagues. In I've the done league. two, and I have two more this week. I have okay, two, I have one my, Saturday and one Sunday. I have the Art Vandalay League is going to happen on Friday. All right, and that's a big one. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you know your draft position on these two? Uh, no, I think they maybe draw Thursday or something. I I don't know for sure. I, I probably won't know till I show up. Oh, I, I got you. I mean, I don't want to act like I I put great. I used to put way too much thought into this. And even when I was in law school, that may be have been the reason I didn't make it through law school. I was always trying to pull off trades and all that kind of stuff in the Art Vandalay League. Um, Aaron, who would you say so far, what is your best value pick? Because I don't care about, oh, Matt, I picked Christian McCaffrey off the top. Well, nobody cares about that because sure. he. everybody knows you can get him. What would you say so far in both of your drafts, which – draft pick are you proudest of there's where you got a good player you know kind of like maybe middle of the draft yeah um the two that stick out one the top two quarterbacks by all rankings are Patrick Mahomes is one and Josh Allen is two in one of the drafts Patrick Mahomes went with the six pick overall um, which is a little high I think but then I got Josh Allen with the 52nd pick and he actually wow. scored more points than Mahomes last year. And then uh, Trey Sermon, who I think at some point is going to take over the 49ers uh, starting running back role over uh, Raheem Mostert. I got him late in the seventh round. I think that's a great pick. But definitely the Josh Allen at 52, especially with uh, Mahomes going six. Very, very interesting. Very interesting. I like that. I like, And I like that running that um, – Sermon, boy, I remember the Sermon on the Mount a few years ago. Um, the uh, Trey Sermon, Baylor's kind of hanging with OU. They got him on the ropes a little bit, at kind of toward the end of the third quarter. Baker was still there. Baker Mayfield. It was one of those really bad early rule teams. I think it was his first team, and boy, Sermon comes into that game. Oh man, that dude was a load. He was hard to bring down. Now, where is Jamichael Hasty these days, Aaron? Is he also with San Francisco? Yeah, the he's former Baylor back. Yes, he's still there unless they cut him today, which I don't think they will. Yeah, um, he's still there. He's basically their third back behind uh, behind Raheem Mostert and uh, and Trey Sermon. So I think he will he will probably make the roster as their third back. He did play some last year because of injuries, and he didn't look bad. Um, he, he, he looked like an NFL running back, uh, but they drafted, the, uh, you know, there's a term we use in fantasy draft capital, which means that if you draft a player high, they're more than likely going to play. Um, they spent draft capital on Trey Sermon. They traded up to get him, so expect to see him on the field, which is probably not good news for Jermichael Hasty. Love it. Hey, when you talk draft capital, that's when I get excited. All right. <laughs> We got a lot to talk about. We got some. Uh, we got some Baylor stuff with Aranda, and then I, I do want to have a conversation with our people. And I'm talking about you guys. I'm talking about our listeners um, about parity in college football. Do we really want Iowa State to crash the party, or do we kind of like these guys lording over us all? Clemson and Alabama and Ohio State. We discuss next. 
This weather update is brought to you by the Nitsche Group. Since 1949, Texans have secured their insurance needs through the Nitsche Group. Learn more at thenitschegroup.com. This is the Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Michael Point. An isolated shower possible early this evening. Otherwise, becoming mostly clear with lows falling to 76 degrees. A mix of sun and clouds tomorrow with a 30% chance of an afternoon shower popping up. A high of 98. And on Thursday, mostly sunny skies. Continued humid with a high of 97. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Dave Veranda and the Baylor Bears open the season on the road Saturday against the Bobcats at Texas State in San Marcos, and we'll be there with the Baylor Tailgate Show, presented by the Office of Baylor Alumni. Hi, this is Tom Barfield. Join Matt Mosley, Clark Smith, and me as we break down the game, bring you scores and interviews. It's the Baylor Tailgate Show, and it's this Saturday at 2 o'clock, live from Bobcat Stadium in San Marcos on ESPN Central Texas. It's a delicate machine and a substantial investment. That's why you can't afford to ignore your car or truck. And with Valvoline Express Care Waco on Valley Mills, you can be rest assured your car or truck is in good hands. From the quick oil change to brakes, struts, alternators, and all minor repairs, they'll keep your vehicle running in top shape with quick in and out service. Locally owned and operated by Paul Sadusky, they'll take care of all makes and models. Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 6, and Saturday, 8 to 5. Keep your peace of mind with Valvoline Express Care in Waco, 833 North Valley Mills Drive in Waco. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Dallas Cowboys have settled on Cooper Rush as the backup to Dak Prescott. As the Cowboys get the 53 roster limit today, they release Garrett Gilbert, who started three of their preseason games, and Ben DiNucci, a seventh-round pick in 2020. The NFL Players Association has accepted NFL's proposal to increase COVID-19 testing for fully vaccinated players. Fully vaccinated players will now be tested once every seven days, and they'll be offered option of testing twice a week. Astros win 4-3 over the Mariners, game two of that series tonight, 9.05 first pitch. Rangers get back-to-back wins, beating the Rockies 4-3. Game two of that series, 7.05 tonight, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. The first UMHB coach Pete Fredenberg show is tonight on Fox Sports Central Texas starting at 6 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. The Matt Mosley Show, Aaron Sexton alongside, rolling through a Tuesday. And, um, man, lots uh, lots going on out there and some cuts going on. And, um, well, there's just some, some things we need, to, uh, we need to discuss. And I did want to say before we did, boy, Cooper complete. Love that Cooper complete, and um, 
They now have gummies featuring all natural citrus and berry flavors with up to 75% less sugar. You've got the vitamin C gummy, uh, and you've got the vitamin D gummy. And the vitamin D gummy, that's for individuals who need immune, cellular, and respiratory support, each serving our vitamin D3 gummy with a natural raspberry flavor. Also, the zinc gummy, that helps with immune system, fight off viruses and bacterial infections, and uh, that is a great way to go. Go to coopercomplete.com to purchase those, and then take that Cooper uh, that Cooper vitamin quiz to save 10%. That's at coopervitaminquiz.com. You can save 10%. On your Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements, they do such a great job, Dr. Cooper and his staff over there, Cooper Complete. And also, coming soon, the multivitamin gummy raspberry lemonade with a blend of 17 essential vitamins and minerals for daily wellness. That is a good way to go. All right, um, I mentioned how Dave Aranda yesterday had some interesting things to say. I, I found it interesting that Dave Aranda showed up in an uh, article today that was done by Sports Illustrated. And it was about how do you get more parity in, um, uh, in college football. And what's funny to me, and, and you can weigh in on the CNC Collision Center text line if you'd like. That's 254-662-1660. A lot of times we say we want parity. We say, used to say that all the time in the NBA. Um, the, but then the, the Bucks, who never win the title. I mean, let's go back, way back to the 70s or something. Uh, they, the, the Bucks win a title. And, and I think some people go, that's cool. That's really cool to see them or the, or the Suns playing for one. But in the past, the ratings have always suggested that when you have the monster-type teams – like the Lakers or the Celtics, these the teams that for years and years were in it, the Showtime Lakers with Magic Johnson, that honestly the ratings sometimes bear out that people love uh, the big bully. Um, and, and so we shall see. It is interesting, though, in college football, these ratings, and Aaron, you were on this uh, talking about it. You and I were talking about it earlier. Ratings have been down recently now because it was the pan was it the pandemic I don't know I would th- I thought the pandemic numbers would be up because everybody was so sick of not having games and yet when Ohio State and Alabama got together um, it was not big ratings in fact some of the lowest ratings in years for that now but was it because it was a blowout and Alabama was just too good probably had something to do with it um, I. I Basically, Aranda was quoted, and I, and I thought this was very fascinating, um, and, and one of the things he brought up was, was a part of what could make more parity in college football, and that is making more of a commitment to coaches. Now, what does that mean? Well, it means that Matt Campbell staying at Iowa State when he could have had a job for $68 million or something in, insane, or maybe it was even more than that, with the Detroit Lions, and he said, no, I'd rather stay with Iowa State. That almost never happens. All right, Matt Rule turned Baylor into an 11-3 team. They almost beat Oklahoma and got to uh, the playoff. They would have. If they'd have beat Oklahoma, they would have had a great chance of getting the playoff. I think they would have. What did he do after that? He left. 
he went to the NFL. So the only coaches that stay for a long period of time are the ones at the big-time great schools. I mean, not even Urban stayed at Ohio State. He is in the NFL now. Dabo and Saban are sort of the dean of coaches. They've stayed there forever. Ryan Day is now at Ohio State, and now Lincoln Riley has it rolling at Oklahoma, and you would think he would stay there. Listen to this stat. I thought you would like this, Aaron. Since 2014, that's when Baylor and TCU almost crashed the party. Four teams, Alabama, Clemson, Ohio State, and OU, have combined for 11 of the 14 possible uh, championship game berths. I mean, think about that. Only four teams since 2014. It's not like, hey, this just started yesterday. We're talking about seven seasons now, going in, going back to 2014, and only four uh, the four teams have 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 basically made up, combined for 11 of the 14 possible championship game berths. That's an amazing now, stat. Yeah, isn't that crazy? Now, what could even this thing out? Well. Maybe a school like Cincinnati crashing the party. A team that cannot get, you know, went undefeated last year, still couldn't get in. I still think this year they could go undefeated and probably not get in. The transfer portal can help out for teams that desperately need to plug and play. SMU's gotten help there. Um, You've seen this team, Baylor's about to play. I'm not saying Texas State's going (laughs) to go to the playoffs anytime soon, but I'm saying they have now gotten more port transfer portal people than even bringing in high school freshmen. This is changing before our very eyes. The other thing you can do is to come up with a clever scheme, something that not everybody's doing, like Chip Kelly was doing at Oregon, like what Art Bryles was doing at Baylor. People sometimes get queasy. Mosley, do you have to mention that? Yes, yes, it happened, and Baylor was great during that time and then it was a horrific ending, and we all know. But now what he accomplished and what he did scheme-wise set everything on fire and got coaches fired. I mean, it was probably Art that played as big a role as anybody in getting Mac Brown fired. And I think University of Texas thought about hiring uh, Art, and uh, who knows what would have happened if that – I mean, everything would have changed. But uh, they ended up hiring Charlie Strong, and the rest is history. But I find that all of this kind of fascinating in some of these numbers, and it just shows. Now, what I'm kind of curious for our people who are listening, the Sean Hunts of the world and all our people out there, Pepe and, and, and a lot of our guys that are regulars, like, what are you – like, w- w- would that make college – do you still I, – because I still think people love college football. It's not like they're not – they're you know, our Longhorn fans and our Aggies fans have stopped watching just because they're rarely crashing the party, if ever – um, Texas had played for the national title back in 2009. Is that the last time? I mean, you know, you go you go way back. A&M nearly crashed the party last year. Baylor came close in 2014. Uh, TCU came close in 2014. TCU in the last 10, 15 years has had uh, a fair amount, like at least three top 10 finishes. So, it, you know, teams like Iowa State, Baylor, TCU can get close, but they're not crashing the party. So is the answer to go to 12? I am interested in what you think and, and in our what our people think. Now, 
Aaron, do you find yourself would would having more parity in occasionally having a team like the old days, for instance, under Bill McCartney, you go all the way back to 1990 in 1991, right around then. And in that, that 1990 season, Colorado won a national title. They were unbelievable. You know what they did? They ran something. Now they had they had, they got great NFL players, and they ran something called the like they 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 basically put the wishbone with the power eye, and they almost created a, a hybrid of a different scheme. I mean, it still takes something like that for one of the other the non traditional programs to crash the party. And I and it still almost may take that now. Yeah, uh, and I'm kind of selfish. I mean, if it means that ba- <laughs> that that Baylor has a chance, you know, to make the playoffs, then yeah, uh, of course I'm for it. But I mean, I do. I, I have to say, I like watching Clemson and Alabama play as much as it pains me that they get all the top recruits every year and end up playing each other. Them and Ohio State and Oklahoma, as you said, eleven of the last fourteen. Um, but I just don't see it happening. All the, all the top recruits go to all the top same schools. And, uh, you know, there's a couple that you didn't mention, like Georgia and Texas A&M has done really well in recruiting. Uh, and those are the teams. LSU is LSU, another one that yeah. crashed the party that one year, won a national title. I thought they might hang around a little bit with Coach O and all they had going on, and they really haven't been able to do it. You've got to have a quarterback. It, but it, it, Alabama does. I mean, and they. I'm not saying they hadn't had great quarterbacks, but I mean, it, do, it does feel like they can plug almost anybody in. Like, when is the last Alabama quarterback that just couldn't get it done? <laughs> I mean, even when they couldn't get it done or win the title, they were in the Final Four. I mean, that one year, Georgia almost. Oklahoma had Georgia on the ropes one year, but Georgia, wasn't that the game Georgia came back and won? Oklahoma's had some opportunities. Some people think this is the year for Oklahoma. But, man, it everything. And what you just said, uh, Aaron, is, is, is so correct. In the NFL, the bad teams get the first pick. So at least they have a chance to get the great quarterback early in a draft or the great pass rusher. Or the great offensive tackle. In, in college football, the great teams get the first picks. <laughs> I mean, you know, Alabama just keeps lining up, getting anybody they want. So to beat them, and, and, and Aranda had a good quote. Now, I may get back into this tomorrow a little bit. But it was basically like, you have to create your own identity and do your own thing. You cannot copy the Blue Bloods. Interesting. Interestingly, he sort of came from one of those blue bloods because he had been at LSU as the defense coordinator. And, uh, and and so he's been around blue bloods, but I think he understands at Baylor, he's going to – he had to find out real quick. You know, Baylor went and got BYU's offense coordinator. I mean, it's not like Larry Fedora was the worst offense coordinator ever, but they found out really quickly whatever Larry Fedora was trying to do was not working. I mean, it just didn't mesh. And whatever George Munoz was trying to do, it was not meshing as the wide receivers coach. And, and, and he went out and made changes quickly because you think you can't win at, like, I mean, you, you got no shot at Baylor showing up and running for, like, three yards a carry. Now, 
Art used to run the ball based on people were so scared of the passing attack that he could run it, and he had great. He had some really, really fine running backs, and that's what Baylor's got to get back to. They've got to be such a threat in the passing game that they can run the ball. Now, what what Gary gives you is a guy that can run the ball himself, and he's a big dude. He's imposing, and hopefully, kind of like what Dak did at times and what Cam Newton used to be. Hopefully, when you come up and challenge Gary Bohannon Jr., you feel it. You know you've you've come into contact with a man, and that's what we're hoping happens with Baylor and Gary Bohannon Jr. All right, we've got the uh, we've got a, a great uh, former uh, uh, Dallas Morning News colleague of mine, and now he's with Horns Two Four Seven. He broke the news of the of who was going to start for the Longhorns. It is Chip Brown. He joins us next. Let's welcome in from the Athletics, Sam Con Jr. And I think that that is to me why I think the Big 12 has to viability long term if they can pull together. Because if that plan sticks and you still are going with the six highest ranked champion, then the Big 12 is going to have a spot, even in its reduced form. If they go out and expand, those guaranteed bids give your team and your league a spot in the party. And I think 12 teams is still viable if they keep the proposal as it is. I think it still makes sense for the Big 12 to try to Wings Pizza and Things has been your go-to place to watch your game for over 15 years. With over 60 big screens, you're sure to catch all the games. With 15 wing sauce flavors from ghost pepper to plain, we have all your taste buds covered. And don't forget about the made-from-scratch pizzas. But wait, there's more. Try their burgers, fillies, sandwiches, and wraps. Don't forget about the wide variety of draft beers and finish your meal off with something from the sweet spot. Check out the entire menu and specials at wingsandtemple.com or follow them on Facebook. Wings Pizza and Things, Temple's home for sports for 15 years. Have you been tagged yet again in an engagement ring photo? Are hints being dropped all around you? Rest assured, D'Amore Fine Jewelers has been rescuing men seeking the perfect ring for over 25 years. Come in with a picture of her dream ring and we'll make it a reality. With our five-year financing, custom design team, and selection of diamonds, we'll make the whole process fun and enjoyable. DMRA Fine Jewelers on West Waco Drive. Last Chance Bar and Meat is under new ownership. This family-owned and operated establishment offers a small-town atmosphere with a rustic down-home feel. Open seven days a week, this hometown sports bar offers a variety of entertainment. Pool tournaments every Monday and Tuesday, karaoke every Thursday, and live music Saturdays. Located at 1200 New Dallas Highway in Belmead. Only minutes from I-35 and a short drive from downtown Waco. With the coldest beer in town and some friendly faces, stop into Last Chance Bar for some good old Texas hot for more information and upcoming events, log on to lastchancebartx.com. Michael Hurley of Hurley Benefit Services. I think one of the challenges that all small business owners are facing today is while they may be less than 50 employees, they're still competing with the big box companies that have full-blown benefit plans. Employers are looking for solutions, and my out-of-the-box thinking is providing a solution. With the innovative coverage offered by Hurley Benefit Services, you can have individual or group coverage that is a lot better, that costs a lot less. HurleyBenefits.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. 
I'm Ward Weinch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Dallas Cowboys have settled on Cooper Rush as the backup to Dak Prescott. As the Cowboys get the 53 roster limit today, they released Garrett Gilbert, who started three of their preseason games, and Ben DiNucci, a seventh-round pick in 2020. The NFL Players Association has accepted NFL's proposal to increase COVID-19 testing for fully vaccinated players. Fully vaccinated players will now be tested once every seven days, and they'll be offered option of testing twice a week. Astros win 4-3 over the Mariners, game two of that series tonight, 9.05 first pitch. Rangers get back-to-back wins, beating the Rockies 4-3. Game two of that series, 7.05 tonight, and you can catch that game on ESPN Central Texas. The first UMHB coach Pete Fredenberg show is tonight on Fox Sports Central Texas starting at 6 o'clock. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. What is the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas, rolling through a Tuesday, and so pleased to have Chip Brown, Horns 247, noted radio personality in the greater Austin area. And uh, Chip, it's been way too long, uh, but I, uh, I, I, I punched a, I punched my a fist in the air the other day when I saw that. Um, you had broken the news on who would start for quarterback for the University of Texas. It was none other than my old pal Chip Brown. Congratulations on that, and uh, and and good to have you back on, Matt Mosley. I appreciate it. My uh, my brother from our former days with the Dallas Morning News. Always good to talk to you, my man. Yes, I appreciate that, and uh, it is brings back a lot of memories. Our old morning news days. In fact, you got uh, straddled with me, or saddled with me, however you want to say that, in a uh, in a in a famous golf tournament at one point uh, between the <laughs> editors and the writers. And I don't think I really performed up to snuff that day, but you carried me around that course, and I think we were able to prevail down the stretch there. But uh, you were always. A tiny bit, uh, well, I, I, more than a tiny bit, a little more athletic than I was, especially with this latest bicycle wreck. I think you really, although, hey, by the way, I've been playing a lot of tennis, and that was your, hey. that's kind of your old neck of the woods, the tennis courts. And so I, uh, it, during my rehab from this accident, I've played a lot of tennis. So one of these days, we'll have to get out there. That's right. Good choice. Good choice. Yeah. Tennis, yeah. lifetime sport. Yeah, yeah, except for this pulled muscle I have right now. All right, Chip Brown uh, joining us. Chip, uh, you had the news. Hudson Card gets the start. Now, it doesn't sound like Sark. Sarkeesian, Steve Sarkeesian is like, you know, he he, he made the call and he's going to start, but he still wants Casey Thompson to get some play in time against the Raging Cajuns. It's almost kind of like he, he hated to, he felt like he needed to go ahead and make the call here and name a starter. But at the same time, it sounds like these guys were extremely, extremely close. What do you think was the what do you think was the deciding factor and and how how tenuous is this, this grasp that Hudson has on the starting job? Is it does he kind of barely clinging on to it, or do you think he could go out there and really take hold of this thing? Well, this this is there's a couple interesting points here. Um, first the, the turning point in camp was a scrimmage they had on August 14th in which um, 
Casey Thompson, who struggled with some interceptions early in camp, had two interceptions in that scrimmage. And Hudson Card, uh, from that point forward, got the first reps with the number one offense after Casey had held that uh, distinction through spring ball and through the, the first part of fall camp. And, and then Casey Thompson finished camp really well. And I think that's the part that made Sarkeesian say, ah, okay, you know what? I need to see both of these guys under the lights and see how they handle the game. And, and then, as he said, we will reevaluate after one game. So, you know, I think if Hudson Card comes out and, you know, tears it up, scores on his first three or four drives, it's going to be hard to, to bring Casey Thompson in. But, um, and this is the other interesting point to me, is that Sark has never really done this. He's, he's usually picked a quarterback and then never looked back. Um, you know, that was the case with Matt Leinert when he picked Matt Leinert at USC over Matt Castle. Uh, Castle, of course, went on to be a seventh-round pick and have a 14-year NFL career, but he did it with Mac Jones at Alabama last year. You know, when Bryce Young comes in as the flashy five-star, uh, Sark picks Mac Jones and and never look back. So this is a little different for Sark. It's he said it's it's going to have to be by feel, and and so we'll we'll see how. Hudson Card and Casey Thompson handle the, the raging Cajuns on Saturday. Talking to Chip Brown, Horns 247. I, I couldn't help but think of you um, immediately, by the way, when this realignment thing went down. I mean, you were all over it back in whenever that was, 2009, 2010, that first round of it. And then, of course, it kind of came back. And, and the Big 12, a couple of times, was able to kind of hang in there because of the Horns. Uh, and, and, you know, Horn said, Hey, we want this our way. And of course, now I hope you, I hope you at least are a little bit sad for my bears chip as, as, as you and the horns ride off together and the Sooners, do you, um, as you kind of, uh, have processed this thing, do you have, do, what does your gut tell you about when the Longhorns and the Sooners will line up and be playing the SEC? I can't help but think that they're going to find a way to do this sooner rather than later. Yeah, I, I think it'll be 23 at the latest. Mm-hmm. I think that's, that's kind of the time frame, um, you know, because you and I both know that these things are driven by TV and TV revenue, and ESPN takes over exclusive rights to football and SEC <laughs> Um, men's basketball in 24. So I just have to think that Texas and OU will be, you know, enough into the SEC um, for them to be a part of those schedules. So I would say uh, if, you know, if not for the football season in, in 23, um, at least – you know, by the end of 23 so that they can get in on the 24 football season. It just depends on how this tortious interference case goes, you know, 
You know, I went to law well, school yeah. for a little while. Yeah, we, we'll see. You know, lawyers we'll see how now that thing take goes. over this part of it. <laughs> Some tortious interference. And Baylor has a good law school. Yeah, that's for sure. That's for sure. And uh, uh, put out some of the great litigators in the country. Now, let me ask you, um, are you, I mean, I'm sure you're kind of starting to get to know Sark. He's still very early in his tenure. And um, uh, what, what, what would you say so far is the most glaring difference between Sark, Sark and Tom Herman? I'm sure there are a few of them. But, but well, as, as far as dealing with those two. Yeah, I think, well, as far as dealing with those two, I'll start with what the players are saying. And the players okay. are saying, you know, that Herman was a true disciple of Urban Meyer, was, you know, used fear a lot as a motivating factor. He had the whole, you know, compete every day of winter workouts and summer workouts, and the winners get a warm, hot breakfast, and the losers drink from a hose and get burnt toast and watery oatmeal. Um, And I don't think the players ever felt like Herman knew them as people. And they uh, all say that Sarkeesian has come in, you know, looking to get to know them personally, that he's more genuine um, from a, just a human relations standpoint. So from, from a covering him standpoint, you know, he's been accessible. I, I think he's been, you know, pretty straightforward. And and now it's it's time to see if he's still got the, you know, the mojo with a bunch of new players. And, and you know, when last we saw Sark, of course, he had three Heisman finalists and was, you know, throwing the ball to Devontae Smith for 200 yards and three touchdowns in the first half of a national championship game. I mean, he wasn't throwing it, but he was able to get – the ball to him 12 times in that first half. So, you know, it's, and I think he's done a good job with the defensive coordinator hire because, you know, as Dave Aranda will say, a defensive minded head coach is going to be made or broken by his offensive coordinator. Well, an offensive minded head coach like Sark is going to be made or broken by his DC and Pete Kwiatkowski from Washington uh, is seen by colleagues as a star so I'm, I'm interested to see how he slows down uh, the raging Cajuns because Levi Lewis is a fifth-year quarterback for the raging Cajuns who can run around, make life miserable for you, and, and they've got everyone back. So this will be a good test for, for Texas on both sides of the ball. Chip Brown joining us, Horns 24-7. Some people say horns two four seven. Chip, give it, give yourself a plug real quick. What, how if if folks want to kind of get ready here for the regular season and get that special access to horns two four seven? What do they need to do? Is there any you guys got, are running any kind of specials or anything? Yeah, thirty percent off annual membership. That's the way to do it because then you get VIP access to every team site on the twenty four seven sports network. So just. Head over to Horns 24-7, open any free story. There's a link in the story to uh, take advantage of that offer and and come on and and check out the Horns 24-7 YouTube page for all the video Mm. podcasts that I do. Um, And 
you know, we've got the Horns 24-7 podcast across the board. Jeff Howe, my man, Mike Roach. Man, YouTubing, all sorts of stuff. Um, that That's good. Now, let me ask you this. It, Devon, you mentioned Devontae Smith and Waddle was unbelievable. And those, I mean, they had some they had some great wide receivers. Jerry, years Judy. There. Oh, Judy was, I mean, it was unreal. At one point, who's the, well, who's the guy that's such the, the speedster? We haven't even mentioned him, who, the, the shorter guy. Who was the, oh, yeah, the Ruggs. Judy's year? Henry yeah, Ruggs. Henry Ruggs the third. I mean, these guys oh, yeah. could run off and leave you. Uh, and then before that, of course, it was Julio, and then after Julio, it was Calvin Ridley. But who who from this current uh, Horns group? Xavier Worthy is a name I've seen. Troy Omir, Omir, however we say that. Omiri. Uh, Omiri. Okay, we'll go with that. Um, any of these guys stand out as as, as maybe some game breakers because Texas did lose some talent at that uh, on the outside. Yeah, I I think uh, o, I think O'Meary is he's out for this game. He's had a, a knee injury, but um, and he's he's learning the hard way uh, about the attention to detail that is required um, in this. Steve Sarkeesian offense, but Xavier Worthy is the guy to keep an eye on. The true freshman from California, one of the fastest recruits in the 21 recruiting class, 10-500 guy, and has picked up the offense really well. Really slippery home run threat. So he's a guy I think everyone's keeping an eye on. Jordan Whittington, the five-star out of Cuero, finally healthy. Hopefully can stay healthy. That's been his issue. And then Josh Moore, the senior um, who led the Longhorns in receiving last year. Those are your three starting receivers for the for the Horns. Whittington, I, I wanted him. He he was looking at the Bears back in the day, and I was um and I was uh yeah I was really and then but he, yeah he ended up with the Horns. All right, uh, Chip. Hey, listen, I really uh, I appreciate it. Great catching up with you, and uh, I will. Uh, I will talk to you soon. I'm learning some drop shots, and then also I'm going back to my high school days. In that second serve, I'm trying to put some some big-time spin on it. It's a little unorthodox looking. I don't think it would hold up over there at SMU uh, on any of the courts over there, but it's it's something that over here in Lake Highland seems to work pretty well, okay? Hey, you keep working on it, and let's get out there. All right, there he goes, Chip Brown, my longtime pal. From the Dallas Morning News days, now with Horns 24-7, does a, a great job covering the University of Texas. Had the big breaking news story just the other day. That is the Matt Mosley Show. We've come to a sad ending of this show. I mean, would I like to do another hour? Yeah. Heck yeah, I'd like to do another hour. But it is time for, whoa, game time with Tom Barfield. He is waiting in the wings. Aaron Sexton, great job by you. We will be back tomorrow at 3 o'clock. Good night, everyone. It's the Baylor Coaches Show this Wednesday with the voice of the Bears, John Morris, live from Rudy's in Waco. Our inaugural Baylor Coaches Show for the semester comes up this Wednesday at 6 p.m. from Rudy's. Come get a season preview from head coach Dave Aranda. The Baylor Coaches Show. This Wednesday at 6 p.m. right here on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. 
Connect, host, work, and play with the Baylor Club. Enjoy an upscale environment featuring chef-driven cuisine and space to watch all the action. Discover a private club inside McLean Stadium with all the amenities you could want, including complimentary breakfast Monday through Friday, a la carte dining for lunch and dinner, and special events for all interests. Contact John or Rebecca today at 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home or to book your next private event. When you work with a bank, you should expect the best of everything. That includes face-to-face -face personal service and the kind of community banking care that only comes from one neighbor to another. That's exactly what you'll get from the first National Bank of Central Texas, where you'll know your banker works as hard as you do. Because just like the Waco High Lions, they're focused on winning, no matter the game. That's the first National Bank of Central Texas, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Have you been thinking about a new deck for your home, lake house, or country place, or maybe a new pergola for your backyard, or redoing a room to give it a more western or rustic look? If the answer is yes, we invite you to come see us at Redwoods Incorporated. We take pride in having the best selection in the greater Waco area for top quality wood products. It makes no difference if you are just wanting ideas, curious about probable cost, or want us to recommend an outstanding contractor, our folks at Redwoods Incorporated want to to help you from start to finish. Come visit with Greg or Scott and see our new showroom conveniently located on Esther Drive, just off North Valley Mills behind Apple